Welcome to the Unnamed Adventures Podcast. This podcast, we share our never-ending story of our life, Amy and Jake's, from the traditional lifestyle, into one where we travel nomadically and live debt-free since April of 2019. And of course, with our two dogs, Sammy, a rambunctious red healer, and Pippi, our ball-loving yellow lab. Each episode, we'll share our experience, travel tips, and cool things we have learned while on the road. We'll adventure to new places, learn and try new things, interview cool people, and share our experiences with the world. On today's episode, we're going to give you a brief update on our travels, why we haven't had many podcasts recently, and also talk about how to travel on a budget. Before we jump in on how to travel on a budget, we thought we'd share just a little bit of why there had been a lag in our podcasts. And essentially, uh, we weren't very exciting. We didn't have a whole lot to share because we weren't doing anything fun. <laughs> yeah, and it was just working random jobs so we can fund our travel really doesn't constitute as fun. Yeah, so I think uh, Jake has uh, some nice podcasts that um, he's going to be sharing about what we've been, what we learned, and like because we went to some museums as it was very in areas and working, but. Um, we had like you know we were a glacier and there was like tons of stuff and we weren't doing it anything that exciting you know work is work is work and um, we had talked previously about wanting to get into insurance adjusting and all the training and um, classes and things like that it, you know more than we'd anticipated um, in regards to cost so that bit into our travel savings thus while we had to get out and start working and uh, it's the off season now so we've been really taking advantage of that and trying to build up our travel savings so. This specific episode, we wanted to talk about what we learned about how to travel on a budget in the, you know, 10 months that we've been traveling. So that's what we're going to share about. You may be wondering, what is a budget? Well, let me tell you all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how Jake and I have found that works really well is we have one person that manages the budget, which is me. And then we actually have weekly meetings. And it may be more than that, but we try at least once a week to... Um, be like, hey, where are we at in our categories? And I'll go through each category and I'll uh, let Jake know where we're at and how much we have left. And that's worked really well for us versus having like too many cooks in the kitchen because then stuff gets missed and duplicates. Um, yeah. And so in regards to what a budget is, you're essentially you've created goals for yourself. And that's what each category is. Okay, my goal is to spend $300 this month on my grocery budget. That actually is our monthly goal. Uh, We do a lot of cooking from home, about 90% of our food um, that we make and what we do is at home. Part of that is is because um, we've been eating really, um, um, we don't really do a lot of processed foods. We've kind of been doing um, the keto lifestyle. um, And frankly, Protein. Yeah, and frankly, it tastes a lot better. I mean, every time we go out and we look at each other, it's like, that was an epic disappointment. Like, it, yeah, and 50 it, it bucks needed a little later, bit of this and, you know, didn't get much out of it. Yeah, so, you know, we've learned from our travels that for us, like, our restaurant budget is really, um, it's like 50 bucks a month. Because going out to eat is super disappointing. I, 9.5 times out of 10. So the only time we actually spend our money going out to eat, if, if it's a meal that we know it is going to be really good and really worth it. So for people that, um, a lot of people don't have a budget and it's not something you really learn about like in school and stuff. 
is because that's not like the society we live in. It's not like save your money. It's get tons of credit cards, get a home loan. It's spend, spend, spend. So learning how to budget is really, really important. And so if you really look, if you really don't know, like we use Dave Ramsey because we wanted to get out of debt before we traveled, um, started traveling full time, but there's a ton of resources out there. You need to read more about it and understand like what the process is. The easy way it, for us, uh, using an app, we use the every dollar app and it's free. And that's actually just one that's associated with the Dave Ramsey, his financial, uh, freedom or whatever he calls it. Um, but it's free and the app is every dollar. There's a ton of apps out there. Get an app because for people that are on the go, you need to be able to input your information in every time you make a purchase. And it's a quick, it's so quick. It's so easy versus waiting until the end of the month, getting your Excel spreadsheet. Well, what if you forgot that you spent five bucks at the farmer's market and you got a, a couple things of peaches or like whatever, and you forgot to write it down because you were having such a good time, but it was cash. How do you track it? So really tracking every purchase has been the success for our budgeting. So if, as we've been traveling the last, well, since March of 2019, our budgeting has been key for us. And um, so that's one of the things that we wanted to touch on just a little bit on this podcast is, you know, um, how do you actually do that? So we have... Um, and how to do it while we're traveling. Well, yeah. So having the remote accessibility of the app it is key. Um, you know, and like like all of our mail, everything, we, all of our bills, everything is electronic. We don't get paper um, stuff unless like someone sends a cards and our parents are nice enough to, or my parents are nice enough to keep track of our mail for us. But, um, what we created was the main categories. What are we going to have the same things every month, month, gas, lodging, groceries, whatever insurance we may have, um, you know, any of those categories. And then we have miscellaneous categories that we don't know if we're going to spend money in it, like auto. Are we going to have an auto repair? We don't know. We have it as a placeholder and we set it at zero because then it's easier to add it in later. Or we have like our sightseeing budget. Well, most of the time we're not spending money on sightseeing. We have it as a placeholder though, in case there's something really special that we want to go do that we're like, okay, let's splurge and do that. And we're going to take that money. Let's say it's 20 bucks a ticket that $40, where are we taking that $40 from? So that other category is lowering down. So your budget is a work in progress. It's not a, it's, you know, it has to be this. It's, it's a work in progress. And we usually have our weekly, daily meetings, you know, on our budget, you know, where are things going and how we're doing it. You know, like we have our, we buy our national park pass, you know, so we're good for getting into national parks. So planning for the different state parks that's a different story and for our camping and lodging we use a lot of different resources out there to be able to kind of pinpoint some of our different things yeah so when we um when we travel we're like how cheaply can we do this now that does not mean crappy accommodations we have learned because we normally don't pay at all like we free camp everywhere we go well we have a trailer so that makes a big difference um when we first started traveling uh, when we got done doing our section hike of the appalachian trail we had like a week before where we were just traveling before like we have got to get a trailer because that's the really wet season camping when the mosquitoes are rampant and it's really wet sucks with two dogs horrible. So we got a trailer for the ease of, um, the lifestyle we were choosing. Um, we paid cash for it. 
it is not new, but it looks really nice. Like it looks like a really nice camper, but it was, I don't remember what year, 2014. And yep. we paid cash for it and it looked really nice. So I think there definitely is this mentality out there. Oh, if you're going to get something it has to be new. No, just make sure it's in good condition. And if it's not in good condition, is it safe? You know, is it going to keep you warm and dry? You know, or if it's a vehicle, you know, how reliable is it? What are you doing with it? I think so many people are like, oh, I'm just going to spend 10 more thousand dollars and get exactly what I want. Well, is it necessary? Is that getting you to where your goals are? What do you want to be doing with your life? You know? Um, so anyway, th that's kind of how we set up um, what we've been doing and getting back a little bit to the categories. It really needs to be fluid and how much you're spending on different things. If you have your every, um, every monthly categories, whether you normally use them or not, but knowing it fluctuates, it kind of helps it, um, go smooth more smoothly. Um, and then each month I do it like towards the end of the month, um, like on the 20th or 25th. And I'm like, okay, what does our next month look like? What do we have that's coming up? Okay. I had an email reminder that, um, our life insurance, uh, three month policy is coming into place. Okay. I have my, um, the, our six month auto insurance that's coming. Well, that's not every month. That's every three months, but I have that placeholder for insurance at, in that category, in that as a category. So I'm reminded, okay, that's coming up. Um, people do that a lot differently, um, depending on what their lifestyle is. Dave Ramsey actually recommends that you, you're saving that amount of insurance money. Um, so let's say it's a $500 or let's just say 600 to make it easy. It's a $600 a premium every six months. So you should be saving a hundred dollars a month in your savings to when that comes, you should be doing that. That makes your life really, really easy. We were doing that when we were getting out of debt. Now we take money out of our travel savings when we have, we just keep on putting money in there and then we take it out when we need it. Yeah. Even if you are saving up for something, like maybe it's a new pair of sunglasses or a drone. Those are a couple things that I want to <laughs> be able to do. Um, it's just a sinking fund. You know, I'm going to put my, my own personal free money into that pile to where I'm saving up for those purchases. And you can do that just as Amy said, you know, with your insurance and. But even like for smaller things, like um, we had mentioned earlier that we've been trying to work to build up our travel savings again so we can get back on the road. Well, one of the new hobbies that Jake wants to do is cheese making. So he's like, okay, I'm, you know, because we have a free money um, category that we each get like $25 each month that we can spend that $25 cash on anything we want. So we actually each, we pull out that 50 bucks, we split it out and it's in each of our wallets that we don't have to track it. We can spend it however we want to, but in our budget, it's tracked as $50 cash. And so Jake's like, I wanna save my free money to get supplies to start making cheese. You know, so it's just something, it's just 25 bucks a month, but it's that goal that you're getting towards, you know? Once you have a budget, how do you spend it? How do you travel with it? Yeah, it's a lot different um, traveling on a budget versus I'm going on vacation. I spent, I saved $5,000 to go to Costa Rica or however much it is, you know, and then you have this budget, to spend, but then you're going to go back to work and you're going to regain all your money again and replenish your travel fund. When you're traveling full time, you don't have money coming in. And when you are making money, you're normally making crap wages. Oh yeah. And like when you make minimum wage, which is 10 10 bucks, maybe, maybe 12 bucks an hour. Do you want to go spend $20 for a one ticket to go to a museum? Uh, no, that's like two hours of work. <laughs> so you learn to get real creative. 
Yeah, and that's something that I think we specialize in, you know, whether it's the lodging aspect or the entertainment. Even on the food side of things, we get pretty, <laughs> pretty creative. Pretty creative. And one of the things I did want to say about that, just to touch on it, is we've been on the road since March of 2019, and we got really sick of doing all the free stuff. Not that it's not great, but when you can combine that with going to a museum or doing a zip line or doing something that does cost money, it makes a nice contrast of really experiencing the area that you drove all that way to get to. You know, um, it's, it's, it's discouraging when you're like, oh, we don't have enough money to do all the things we want to do, but it took us a day to get here. So that's, that's how we ended up deciding to how the heck do we work on, on how, what type of job can we do that gives us flexibility and not being a desk job to be on the road. That's how we got an insurance adjusting. And I'm just excited about where the next leg of everything is going with us for work because now we can actually make money and then we have, there's an off season where it's like three to anywhere from three to four or five months where we can then travel on those off times and go do all these sorts of fun things. But that was after learning for what, nine, nine months? Yeah, how to be able to travel on a budget. Yeah. I mean, and, and we touched base on some of the different categories, you know, of the food, lodging, gas, insurance, and all that good stuff. But, you know, when you're traveling, it's really about finding your major destinations of where you're going to be going to. And you can kind of fill the gaps in between there. I mean, there's so many cool roadside places that you're able to stop and to be able to see and go to. And I was actually just talking about that yesterday. Um, when you're driving somewhere, going on the interstate, I mean, unless you're going like four states over. But... I doing, need to power through. <laughs> yeah. We're talking more about like leisurely getting there. I'm going to take the back highway because then you're going to see roadside attractions. You're going to see those historic signs. And uh, like when we were going through and uh, coming back through South Dakota, we took um, some of the highways back and we learned all about the Lewis and Clark expedition and when it went through, when it was crossing over the Missouri and what they did there. And it was really interesting. And I had lived in Sioux Falls and never went that far south to see, or I never used that highway before so but that was free you know and it took what a five minute detour yeah yeah and and even on the lodging side of things we were heading up to minnesota for the beet harvest from uh you know the black hills and we stayed at the picnic spring campgrounds and that was completely free campground location and that's one of our our main categories is lodging um well, because that can eat your budget real quick. Yeah, and, and that's what we learned in the beginning. You know, the hotel stays with dogs and you're staying at disgusting Dumps. places uh, that, you know, you want to make sure you, you sleep with your own sheets and blankets and everything. Yeah. Well, and we t we've talked about the sites we use to find um, free campsites. And freecampsites.net is like our number one. But there's so many gaps. And there's um, the, the dirt one. What's the, yeah, the dirt. The um, dirt. I mean, there's different ones, but they're lacking because, especially when you're traveling all over, you know, they only have what people submit. And so it's, you have to get creative. Well, if you find, um, if you look on a map, like, this is the area I'm going to. Oh, here, there's all this green. Is this a national, is this a forest? Is this a state forest or a national forest? Is this a Bureau um, of Land Management? I mean, there's tons. What is it? And then you look and you go on that website, you can Google it and see. And they'll be like, oh, free camping, or you find your areas. And that's a lot of ways. We've had to get really creative with those those um, 
finding things ourselves besides just staying with like the dirt or free campsites.net or whatever sites it helps with because I don't want to stay at a Cracker Barrel. I don't want to stay at a Walmart parking lot. I want to be away, especially with the dogs, but the noise and it's not really relaxing. And, um, you know, with animals, we've talked a lot about of poop, you know, and the people don't bury their poop. If it's a free spot, there's no normally, if it's like a wildlife management area or like a national forest and it's free, normally there's not an outhouse. So what we've been trying to do is if, depending on what part of the country we're in, because it of course depends on what facilities they have and things, uh, we try to go to a place that does have an outhouse. Then the dogs, because normally we're the only ones there, then the dogs can run free. We don't have to worry about them rolling and poop because our last experience on the way out to Alabama, Sammy rolled and poop like two minutes after being there. I think it was in Louisiana and I <laughs> it was the worst and it was late we were exhausted and it was the nastiest area but we were already too late to find anything else and so even just a little side travel tip there um, when you're going to a location try to show up when it's daylight so you can really inspect it uh, as much as we tried to with our headlamps and headlights and everything like that before we set up camp you know it's next to impossible to like see the stuff that the dogs instantly smell mm -hmm. and gravitate towards well but and from that though we um you know we learned you know with the free stuff there's other ways to like obviously there's no amenities you know so we have our own water we carry and we have our um you know we're self-sufficient but you know if it's cold out we're not going to use our solar shower you know, we're going to go, okay, does a truck stop have a shower? I mean, they're normally like three bucks, you know, and it makes it really nice. The last one we went to, they actually let us share. I mean, we each paid to go in there, but it was actually pretty nice and we were able to share it. So we were able to, because we were in a rush too. So one of us was able, like Jake was um, doing his, trimming his beard and stuff and I popped in the shower and then I was doing my hair and makeup while he was showering. So, it, you know, um, these people are really nice to work with. It's easy to get to gas station. Truckers use it, but it, we've never had an issue. It's not like it's an unsafe thing to do, and it's not skeevy. Like yeah, and it's just getting out of your comfort zone and you know checking it out, actually looking into it. And, you know whether it's you know it's not on the dirt or freecampsites.net. It's just hey, going to the actual state website. Can you camp there? Is it hunting season? Looking into it. Like for that was my first time like using a pay shower, and I was like, can you just go in and say the cashier you want a shower and and all pay. we did we googled pay showers near me and then it came up at these different truck stops so a lot of google it's changed the way we travel and we do things and it's so much easier i don't know how people I, people have been traveling full-time for decades so i don't know how people i think you just kind of winged it more back in the day but now it's really easy to be economical yeah so the lodging side of things on how to travel on a budget Use your resources. Go check it out. It's super easy. And that kind of segues into, you food. know, food, <laughs> you know, because who doesn't love food? And really, it's like trying to just make really making a list of items that you're going to be able to prepare different meals with. You know, we don't have a big going out budget to go spend lavishly and, you know, eat four different appetizers, you know, we might ask a local, hey, what do you guys recommend here? What's the go-to restaurant? But well, that's exactly what we do because we're not going to waste our little piddly restaurant budget on stuff that's questionable. Yeah. Does it have four and a half stars? Do the locals recommend it? 
what's on the menu. Like, we research it before we go because we've been burned too many times. Oh, we still get burned. You we know? just <laughs> got burned uh, last month when we went. We were down at the bayou to get fresh shrimp, and one of the locals said, oh, you got to try this local place. It, it couldn't have been any blander and just, like, not good food. But you look at the website, you know, on the Google reviews, almost five stars. You know, it's a staple. You know, it's a, a family-owned yeah. thing. It's been there for... 65 plus years so just the the history of being able to go there was nice yeah and it's not that it wasn't fresh it was just bland i need a little spice in my life <laughs> yeah but what we've done with well and because we're trying to eat healthy and get in shape we have like our staples like mozzarella sticks you know those are a snack we get every time we go to the grocery store when we get different vegetables and we just have our favorites and then we say okay what recipes do we want to make then if we have any filler in we're like, okay, let's get this as a treat this time. Or, ooh, they have this on sale. Shopping the sales when you're at the store is key. If you actually shop at the end of the day, you're going to get better sales than if you shop in the morning or in midday because people, not as many people go after work. Yeah, so, like, you know, for your meal plans, it could be kind of improvised. Like, you go at the end of the day, you could get a rotisserie chicken for half off. Like, awesome to put on a salad, sandwich. I mean, you can do anything with it. So really just shopping the sales and, you know, whether it's the produce side of things, you know, you're going to be using it right away, go for it, you know, and just really kind of looking for the, the cheapest prices. It's not going to be the, the highest quality of something, but a lot of times it's equal or better. Yeah. You know, and, if you're the, in, and if you're in the type of travel category where you're in a really fancy camper and you got the brand new truck, you probably aren't listening to this podcast because you have more <laughs> funds than we do. So um, it's really however your lifestyle is and how you choose to spend it. You know, we would rather spend more money on activities than like fancy than fancy groceries, you know. And the thing is organic and fresh produce like um, organic chicken or organic vegetables, they're much more affordable than they were even five years ago. So like half the vegetables we get and most of them is organic just because it's cheaper than, you know, the other stuff. So that that's food for thought there. But, um, the other are, you know, we said the groceries and gas are our highest, uh, expenses every month. So for gas, we're very strategic on gas. Yeah. And looking up, where the cheapest gas prices is. I mean, each state kind of varies. I mean, some states will only be a couple cents difference. I'm not sure if it's state law or what it is, but other states, it can be 15, 25 cents. With 50 cents a gallon different. You know, within 10, 15 miles. And it's like, oh my goodness, like, you know, we should have looked up the price before we absolutely needed it. So right around our kind of, our kind of sweet spot, depending on where we're located at, is about 80 miles till empty. Uh, about a quarter tank of gas will start looking for the best prices. If we're going to be in a long stretch of middle of nowhere, we're going to look that up ahead of time. And if we've got a half tank, we'll fill, we'll top it off. You know, just think you're saving two, three bucks here when you're filling up. Well, times that by 10 tanks. It adds up really quick. You know, that adds to another state park entry. It adds to another cool experience. Maybe we want to go on a movie. You know, something cheap, you know, of course, the the early afternoon, early bird specials. Well, yeah. And then with with even driving, we we found our sweet spot is about a four hour drive at a time. Yeah, then you have time to piddle around a 
oh, look at this cool thing over here. Oh, I want to stop here. Oh, I didn't know this was going on. Then you have time to do it. If you're doing a six or eight hour drive, unless you really just need to get somewhere, um, it's just too long. It makes too long of a day. And then you're not really experiencing where you're driving and you're essentially wasting that tank of gas you used to get to where you're going. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. This is one of the things that I absolutely love is not buying water anymore. When you can buy a soda cheaper than you can buy a case of water, it's pretty ridiculous. So whenever we're traveling, we always, always fill up our water jugs, fill up our Nalgene's. Well, and like our big like five gallon jug, like we do all of that. And people like at gas stations and whatnot, they'll let you refill your jugs, which is nice. Yeah, and you can even, if they have an outside hose spigot, you can use a little RV filter so you can get actual filtered water out of your jugs. You learn to be very resourceful when you're on a budget. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> but, even, even if you want some ice, I'll fill up my water bottle with ice. Nothing beats that. Yeah, all gas stations literally, like, don't care. Especially if you're like, oh, do you mind if I get some ice? Unless you're in Florida, they don't care. Florida and the Keys, um, they make you pay for it. Yeah. But it's because it's so hot. So that, yeah, I get that. That's that makes given sense. there. Yeah. So really, it's super easy to stay on a budget. Like, just cut soda out of your... <laughs> okay, well, let's not give them unreal expectations. It is hard to adjust to being on a budget because it is a mind change, a mindset change that you're just not freely spending. You're actually learning how to, like, rein it in. But yeah. you're able to reach your goal, so it's rewarding. And it does take a few months to get used to it. Don't beat yourself up about it. If you're like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm over or I'm under. We're regularly over or under. And that's because we have stuff that comes up that was unexpected. But we plan, we're like, okay, we're going to we expect we're going to be about $100 over this month. Okay, cool. Well, I have extra work coming in next month. That'll cover it. No problem. But, you, but you're aware of it. Yeah. And, and you get super resourceful with the different things. Like, say I want to have coffee and get a store-bought coffee and not buy it. Well, I'll bring my own mug in. And a lot of times they'll give you the refill cost so it'll be 80 cents versus the dollar 35 yeah a lot more than that so and that kind of goes on to the next segue of you know just purchasing things you know we use well there's a huge debate and then people get heated about it with credit card rewards oh the airline points are fantastic or you know whatever the reward scheme is and the key word is if it is not cash back it is a scheme because there's always stipulations and you're never really getting back what you what you're spending or the fee the yearly fee or whatever it may be but in reality there's so much competition between credit card companies that um you can get a no fee credit card and get cash back and get like two percent because that's what we have and every month we get at least 25 dollars back as cash and cash is king you can't beat that and uh just be used with caution well Extreme that's... caution that i got myself into trouble growing up with credit card debt yeah because it's very easy because it's not like money in your hand it's very easy to overspend and overspend and not realize that you overspend you don't have any money to pay off the bill that month and there's nothing wrong with using your credit card as long as you're paying that bill every single month so there's never a balance 
that's how we actually end up doing our um, spending because of the security issues with buying online. But we use a lot of Amazon. And when we use these sites, and it's like, if you do your debit card, it's linked directly to your credit card. And if you get hacked, that is your cash that is gone. Even if you're protected through your bank and they'll eventually reimburse you, you may be out for six weeks, six months. You don't know. It depends on how smart that fraudulent person was. Or if um, your bank card isn't, or if your bank institution isn't even anywhere the region where you're traveling at so trying oh. to get a replacement card oh yeah or if you don't check your online statement all the time and it's been a week and you're out four thousand dollars and that was supposed to be your money for the whole two months or whatever it may be um that's why we use credit card and i check um pretty much every day to every other day just to see what's happening i would say anytime i make a purchase i just like look oh yep it came through um because you do have to be diligent in this day and age um but then having the cash like on the cash side having the free money because because being on a budget is um it's kind of stressful you get a little bit of anxiety about it because well i do i should say yeah so like when traveling just on a budget in general you have to have that guilt-free money whether you need the break you, you need the break or however you want to spend it you know, and there's been times where I ask Amy, hey, Amy, can I buy this? You know, almost asking for permission, you know, and it's something as stupid as a piece of fudge at a local candy shop. But it's, it's like, I it's got, your money. Like, it, it's ahead. my own money. I was like, oh, yeah. And it's just I got so stringent on myself uh, being budget conscious that it was just uh, something that I did. Well, and if you're a snacker, um, the dollar store, the dollar general walmart you can walk out with quite a few snacks now they're not healthy snacks though the dollar store does have some sugar-free options um it's a very economical way to get a treat while you're on the road without don't buy stuff at the gas station just don't it's so expensive and i think we mentioned earlier before about going to the restaurant versus a grocery store if you eat out, it at least double, if not triple, the cost of if you would have made the meal yourself. And you don't have any leftovers. Yeah. And that we used to spend some of our guilt-free money at restaurants. And then we're like, well, let's spend it on an experience or entertainment because we just could make something better. My new thing is um, there's a store down here in Alabama called Dirt Cheap. And like Old Navy, Express, Target, all their like clearance stuff, they sell by the semi-load. And it goes to this store, this company. It's a nationwide chain. I don't actually know if it's in the South. I don't know if it's nationwide, but stuff's like a dollar or it's here's the $5 rack or like super cheap stuff. That's that's brand new. And so I've been using my free money on that. Yeah. Nice. I, tr <laughs> I personally try to avoid going with He gets her. very stressed. It's not organized at all. So it's very stressful if yeah. you're not mentally prepared. Yeah. It, it takes a lot of energy and sometimes you may need a, a cocktail or two before you enter that place. Which the boys have been known to do that. Yeah. Jake and his brother, we all went. <laughs> so that kind of leads into being resourceful for your entertainment. So going to dirt cheap with a cocktail in your hand is one form of entertainment. <laughs> not but for everybody. Not for everyone. <laughs> but really just being resourceful on what you're doing. You know, whether it's using your friends or families, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon account where you can get some free entertainment or going to the coffee shop and downloading a bunch of movies on there. So there's, and there's always tons of different events, you know, to where you can go 
into the city center. Well, there's see what's so, going on. There are so many free things. I mean, it is ridiculous. Like, and really fun things. Yeah, you're going to pay if you get drinks or food, but the activity itself is free because a lot of these um, towns and cities are trying to rejuvenate their downtown. So, especially like on the nice months, like whatever their prime season is, they'll have all sorts of free stuff going on. The farmers markets and street vendors and all these things. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, just walking around, and a lot of them are dog-friendly, which is absolutely awesome. So we can bring our pups, let them get some fresh air versus being cooped up in the, the camper or, you know, a house at all times. And, you know, when you're at these different events and everything, or if you're out shopping, free samples. Oh, yeah. We so... are the king of getting free samples, whether it's a and product. Queen. And queen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have a Sam's Club membership, and I think it was like when we started because we didn't have it for a few months. And like, okay, we better get it again because we were in an area that there wasn't a Sam's Club. And so we went back and we're like, samples. And we I think had a meal like from the free samples, and we just did like our rounds. Now you do have to go on the right day. I think Saturday is like the best day, like midday, because that's when like the most people are shopping, and you can literally go there like for your lunch. So just FYI. Costco, same thing. Yeah, and even uh, the local grocery stores, I've had my uh, my feet of some good cheese samples, needless to say. Oh, yeah, and then the little tidbit for the grocery store, if they have like a deli or a um, like a Chinese area and you're like, oh, can I, I'm not sure what to get. Can I try a sample of the beef and broccoli compared to the sweet and sour? Okay, there's two little samples there. You can then go to the deli counter and you can get a, maybe a meat sample, a little cheese sample. So you can like do your justice if you're now, to be fair, if you're really that hard up for a meal, you can go to the local soup kitchens. Now that's a whole other story, but you can definitely, you know, do that if you really are, um, really hard up and you're, you don't have any work coming your way. We actually learned about that when we were in Crookston because a lot of the people that were doing work there, um, like that was their income like for the year. Yeah. And that's just one of the things that you got to do. And we honestly hope that, you know, how to travel on a budget and how to really live on a budget. Uh, a lot of people don't, they just pay their bills and get by. But once you live on a budget, it gives you a whole new appreciation for life and the experiences that you can have and well and you'd be shocked at how much money you bring in even if you work like an average paying job but it's how you spend it you don't really realize how much you really are making it's it's quite eye-opening yeah so i hope you guys enjoyed this and stay tuned for the next episode of five tips to staying on a budget while traveling hope you guys enjoy cheers Thank you for listening to the Unnamed Adventures podcast. We know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and you chose ours. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast to check out the latest episodes.